Welcome to the Hard Water Fishing Show. Jeff and Jason talk tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. Welcome back to the Hardwater Fishing Show. It is Season 5, Episode 6. This is our St. Paul Ice Fishing Show wrap-up. It is the first week of December of 2021. And some people are fishing, not in Iowa. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> there is fishing going there on in is, Minnesota, for sure. It is, killing me. We had a we had a hard decision to make. We'll get. I'm just going to touch on this for a minute, right out of the gate. We had a hard decision All to right. make this weekend, didn't we? And we, I, I would, I want to say, I think we sacrificed ourselves for the sake of our listeners to go to the show, yes, to give information about the show versus actually just going fishing. We we talked I both know. ways. We talked about skipping the show and just going up for until ice. the last minute. Me and my my younger brother, I was sitting at his house Friday night, and he's like, you know, we should just go to Red. And I'm like, I yeah, don't know, but Jeff really wants to go shopping, and so so we did that. You do you do know I if you would have called me, we probably, <laughs> we would, have probably been Red. would have been if I didn't have to come home Saturday night. I, I probably would have. If I had, had all day Sunday, I'd still be driving home from Red Lake right now. <laughs> I know. Well, because, you know, I, I'm a little more portable now than I was. You, you, did, you weren't aware of this fact, right? Because I didn't really share this with you before that. But, yes, we upgraded the fleet. So now I have a uh, much improved uh, towing vehicle for my uh, ice shack, yeah. right? So, so if we went to Red... Um, because one of the challenges at Red is is lodging, right? Yeah, but if you fish the whole time, do you need do you need lodging? If you just do the old slump in the chair kind of doze sleep, but but it's it's a challenge yeah. up there, Jay, for up at Red, because because you go up there, it's early ice, you can't you can't sleep on the ice. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say can't. You probably aren't going to sleep on the ice. I actually read they were recommending. Uh, people, if they were going to sleep on the ice, there was a crack, and you, they wanted you inside the crack, wherever that was. That seems like good advice <laughs> to be on the shore side of the crack. <laughs> they didn't want people on the the far side of the crack after dark, right? Because they there was still, I think, some open water. So I think out what there. you'd want to do, though, like if you're sitting in your shack and you're like, okay, I'm going to doze off, yep. right? So you got yeah. you got maybe a piece of foam down to keep your your feet off the ice. Yeah. Take your boots off. It's like if you start getting wet, then it'll wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that if your feet get wet, it'll wake you up. Maybe that's the story. <laughs> so so we we could have we could have and we didn't plan this and this is why it's Sunday and we should have done this on Friday, but. Uh, we could have towed my wheelhouse up there and slept in it and then got out. Coulda, woulda, shouldas. All right, we should move on. I'm already feeling bad about not doing it. <laughs> but um, we did go to the A show. We sacrificed. We were there. We, did. we saw and it was everything. Fun. It, wasn't it was fun. It was sacrifice. It was, awful. It was awfully good. It was and, and honestly, one of the things I love about ice fishing, besides fishing and, and that kind of stuff, is is the camaraderie and the, the group um, hangout and man we saw so many people like we're standing there and joe shows up out of the blue 
like I thought he was with yeah. somebody we were with, and he was just there. Yeah, there right? he was. Like, yeah, just turned around. There was Joe. Yeah, yeah it was I mean, awesome. And and we met so many people there. Just you know, it, it was awesome. So so we got the camaraderie, and we got the gear. We just didn't get the fishing in. So what are you drinking tonight? Well, after the longest intro we've ever had on I, our show, I doubt it's. I would probably venture it's probably not the longest. All right. Well, I challenge one of our listeners to find a longer intro to our topic than we just had. But um, I'm drinking something very interesting today. So um, my brother, you know, was from Minnesota, just like me, a while ago, moved um, to Texas, right? There's no ice fishing in Texas. No, probably. There's no. Not, Not yet. You can correct me if somebody wants to tell me there's a mountain somewhere where it has a lake that it, but I don't think so. I don't think there, I don't think there's mountains in Texas. I don't think so either. So I don't think there's any <laughs> ice fishing in Texas. As far as I am aware, there's no ice fishing in Texas. He lived there for about five years. I don't know, a while. I don't even remember how long. So then he moved back to Minnesota for a short time and now he's migrated back to Texas again, right? When he went back to Texas, he left this beer for me. This is the longest beer intro we've ever had. I know. And actually, he didn't leave this beer for me. He left it at my dad's house. My dad didn't want to drink it, so my dad gave it to me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So so this beer has some miles on it. Anyway, so so I am drinking. I don't even know if this is what it's called. Oh, my gosh. It's called The Statement of Purpose. The Statement of Purpose? Peanut Butter Golden Stout. It is 8% alcohol. Oof. Wow. We'll do a quick show. <laughs> um, so this is brewed and canned by Martin House Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. And it says, made in Texas by Texans. Okay. So there is no story, but it's made in Texas by Texans. It has a really good artwork. Um, there's a blue Martin on the can. Oh, that's kind of a... Pretty like bird, yeah, it's artsy and it looks good. And I mean, it's this? from Texas. Texas, I mean, pretty bird. Okay, there we go. So I'm gonna crack this open and try it. Here we go. Wow, that's complex. <laughs> it's got a lot of flavor. <laughs> I don't think I have ever opened a beer in my life and uttered the words you just uttered. <laughs> I marvel at you every day, my friend. Every day. That's complex. What does that mean? Can you break that down for me? Just just a just a hair. Break it down. You can definitely taste the peanut butter. Um initially. I like peanut butter. I, I'm intrigued because I like peanut butter. You I taste never a lot thought of, of peanut it butter. In, now I have a beer and a peanut butter sandwich from time to time. Maybe is that what it tastes just, like? Maybe, yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe. It's a golden stout, so it's stout, like a dark beer, right? Okay. So like chewy, uh, kind of chewy. Not chewy. Um, it's not thick. It's it's not thick, so it's it's nice and thin. I don't like those thick beers. Um, you got to kind of strain them through your teeth as you drink them? I, I don't know. I, I feel like some of these craft beers at times can get, if they have too many flavors or something, they taste like syrupy kind of oh, is the best way I can sure. do it. sure. You know, like... It's like they're over-flavored or there's too much something in them, um, and they get, like, syrupy or thick is what how I think about it. This doesn't have that taste. This is um, – it's peanut butter, but I don't know if it's an authentic peanut butter. It might taste, like, fakey peanut butter a little bit, but okay. it's okay. 
So Jason, after this 10 minute discussion about, about, <laughs> about my, the statement of purpose. <laughs> yeah. So I have, what do you got? I have got a, uh, I'm in my nondescript brown bottle beer tonight. I don't know that this classifies as an old man beer, but it's, I think it's a Turkey Mountain Ale is the name of it. And, but it was brewed by my old man. I so like I think that makes it by, you know, just maybe by, I don't want to say by policy, but just by name, wouldn't it make it an old man beer? I can I can back this up. I cannot can, can back you, up. I can I can back, knock back up Bud Light. That that was no good. I understand. But, but this I am on board with. But a beer brewed by an old man, older man, my old man, my father. Yes, should be considered an old man beer. I think no? so. I think All right. So. I don't know if this has a really good opening on the sound, but they've been really good All on right. the pour. So I'll do the, We'll do the open. I don't think it. You might not even hear it. Oh, that wasn't bad. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. got a really good pour to it, though. So we're going to catch the chief and catch the pour. And it ends up with a really nice foam on it, nice head on it. Too. So you're drinking it out of a glass. I am. I'm pouring it into a glass because you have to, with, with this home-brewed beer, it's best pour it mm -hmm. into a glass and, and allowed to, to breathe a bit. It is not complex. It's just good beer. Yeah, that's good. That's a good beer. All right. I uh, what's it called? Turkey beer. I think it's a Turkey Mountain Ale. Turkey Mountain. But I'm, Ale. I may get a fact check. We'll see. It is that from the mountains of Iowa? It's wherever he gets it, <laughs> and whatever he makes. <laughs> you know, here's the deal. And God bless him. So he he's he bought this kit, and he's been making brewing beer now for the last year and a half, two years. And so when I see him from time to time, he just shows up with a box of beer and hands it to me. And I give him empty bottles back. And it's really a good arrangement. I, I could get into that kind of arrangement. <laughs> it's hard to argue with, right? Yes. <laughs> it's zero dollars and it's free beer. So, yeah. and it's old man beer. We're moving on to patrons after our longest intro and probably longest beer discussion that we've had. I don't know. Beer discussions can get long. But uh, we have a little bit of patron updates, so um, just wanted to have a shout out to Chris. Um, he moved up to the legend status, um, and you know that's like the top level status. You get um, you get a hat with that, so we'll be sending Chris out a hat. I got his. Address. Thank you, Chris. That's awesome. I know it's awesome. So we have we have that's great to have patrons, and it helps us pay for you know just the cost of hosting the show and and that kind of stuff. So um, appreciate that. Yeah, so one of our patrons, we ran into him at the Hardwater or at the fishing show. Jeff Leo, it was abs it's always fun to put the the face, you know, and the name and, and everything together. So it was, it was great to meet him, and and he looked like he was having fun at the show, and we certainly did. So it was pretty cool. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad he found us and introduced himself. It it was a needle in it. We I mean we knew people there and we'd call them we're like, I'm by this. And they're like, What? I'm by this. The big spinning clam thing or something, you know? So it's certainly no small task to try to locate us and and uh, but it was great to see him. So thank you. And thanks for the support of the show. Update Jason and I are working on the Zoom meeting for this month. We haven't set a date yet, but we're getting one together and it's gonna be 
very soon. It's not in the calendar yet, but if you're a patron, we'll be sending out some communication and we'll get that set up and we'll do a Zoom call with Jason and I and the patrons. So that should be fun. That'll be and awesome. I'm looking forward yeah. to talking to everybody. Yeah, and, and we have a Zoom so we can get everybody on there and just have a good discussion and talk about anything about ice fishing. So we won't really set an agenda or have a topic. So we just, we'll just hang out and chat for an hour. So um, Also, we had some dis- some activity on the Discord channel this week, which patrons have access to. So that was kind of nice. We chatted about a few things. So Prompt me about that. I always forget to check that Discord thing. So if you put it on your phone, if you put Discord on your phone. Yeah, tell me how to do that. Well, no, I've got go Discord to, on my phone. I, it's okay. the notification part, right? Isn't you need to make sure notifications are on. And so if they, somebody's on there, they'll say, you'll see me on there and you'll see other people on there. Okay. And they'll ask you questions and we can chat about whatever you want to chat about. So um, we probably chat more on there than we would like on Facebook, right? It's just yeah, a little... more informal. Little, much more yes, informal. Much, much more informal. So we've got that. And that's what I had from Patron News. So Cool. Show business, um, pretty standard stuff here. Um, we have our Amazon affiliate link on our website. You can, if you happen to buy something we talk about and you buy it on Amazon, we get a little, little extra something from Amazon. So we also have our merch, so you can order that from Redbubble, and they seem to have a lot of kind of Black Friday and sales and stuff. I know last week you get a T-shirt for pretty cheap, so yeah, check that out. Um, you, you at this point you've missed the. Um, the big store um, that's over, but you can still get some merch this week. The best place to interact with us is on social media, Instagram and Facebook. You can find our website at hardwatershow.com. It looks kind of snazzy. Um, they upgraded it a little bit and we changed the template. So check it out. And we have a YouTube page where we put our episodes and occasionally post another video. There may or may not be an ideas of getting a few more videos out there this year. So Hope springs um, eternal, doesn't it? That's right. That's right. Exactly. So um, you can email us at hardwatershow at gmail.com. So that's how you can get a hold of us. And just kind of on the same gear update, Jay, I, you know, our signs and more or our site. Sorry. Is it signs and more? It's signs and more. Yep. Signs and more. Signs and more. Um, we got our store stuff this week. So I got my sweatshirts and t shirts and stuff that I ordered. And I, th- I know I saw a couple pictures from our listeners that got theirs too. So I think most people have them at this point. I really like my sweatshirt. It's nice and big and comfy and seems high quality and they're a really good price. So um, thanks to Signs and More for getting those out. And hopefully everybody that wanted one got one. Yeah, we'll probably do that, that uh, type of store again next year. Probably once a year, we'll throw one together. Nobody called us out in any facts, inaccuracies. So it either means people aren't listening or we're just we're bucking the trend on correct information. Yeah, or or maybe our chief fact checker is busy doing other things. <laughs> he might be. He might be. <laughs> Poor guy. I, I, I know. I suspect he's busy. So, um, All right. All right. So let's go into uh, listener news and current events. So, Jay, you kind of put this out there last time about ways to mount your camera right because you have a camera and you're struggling a bit yeah the 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 camera the the markham camera how to how to make all that work better right we got one from uh a case a camera case made out of a cooler one of the listeners sent in i I don't know why they put it in a cooler it looked interesting i guess probably because you had a cooler i mean don't you have like 65 extra coolers laying around in your house Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. they're always like, you get extra ones all the time because okay. the old ones kind of get 
you know, they kind of get beyond food duty, and maybe they went minnow duty for a while, and now they shouldn't go yeah. back. So, so that was actually from Chris, Chris Z, Chris Z. Okay, to okay. Us. So, and, and he, yeah, I don't know, but I don't know. The cooler thing seemed a little odd to me, but I don't know. You're, hey, I okay. mean, it's hey, creative. We asked for ideas. I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I poo pooed him. I guess. I'm not gonna poo poo his. Take your time. And <laughs> yeah. Chris, you but, don't listen to Jeff. He's not very nice. I appreciate but, you sending that in to me. Thank you very much. But but actually, I think Chris Z actually had a better idea, and I've actually seen this. So the cooler thing, I don't know, maybe, maybe, whatever. Um, but he sent in that he bought a cheap like Amazon Basics tripod and put his camera on the tripod so it's up higher. Um, so he sent in a picture of that. It's mm. just a... And cheap. I don't remember how much it was, but we'll say economical. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea. But but that's what he did. Um, and I actually, my brother-in-law did this uh, last year. He had a mark, or a, it wasn't a Markham. It was a different one. But he did. He used a tripod too. So it was in my shack. So it was up higher, right? Instead of staring down at the floor, it was mm-hmm. up high. Yeah. I think I want one of those for my Vexilar or my Flasher, whatever it is. So thanks for Christy for sending in that. And, um, you know, he said it works great. You can anchor your liner at the depth and you rotate and sit right in your bait. I know he just sounds like it really works well for him. I'll take a look at that. There, there's a picture in the show notes there. He has a picture of it sitting on the. That must be on our uh, Gmail account, huh? Yeah. He said yeah, I, I'm not back into that yet. I got to get into that thing. Okay. But it's, it's in the show notes here, Jay. Okay. Just, uh, cool. just he mounted it on the tripod. It's just the screen and. It looks really good. Yeah, I updated so, my computer, and it takes a while to like get everything back. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Chris S. Uh, not Chris E. But Chris S. Sent in a cool picture of his new sweatshirt. Um, the back of that, so I thought it was nice. I wanted to recognize him. So we've got a, um, a Chris Z and a Chris S. today. Oh my gosh, I've got these messed up, Jay. Hold which, on. Which? Who is it? I mean, we have so, a lot of Chris's. This, I got too here. many Chris's. Okay, so here here's the really what happened. Okay, I screwed okay. this up. Let, let's go back. Let's Aaron, walk back Aaron, through it. Aaron G sent in a picture of his new hard water fishing show shirt. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate that. Thanks for purchasing one. Chris S asked how to become a patron and how to purchase merch. So I think we kind of covered this already, but he. Patron is just there's a button on if you go to hardwatershow.com, there's a button you can click on it and um, you go through a couple screens and and you know give us a pledge. You know, there's a couple different levels from one dollar a month to twenty dollars. So and then how to purchase merch. So like we talked about, you miss the store. Sorry, Chris, you missed the store. You can buy Redbubble stuff, right? You yep. can still get a t-shirt. So so there's a link on our hardwidershow.com at the top. You can click on it, it'll bring you to Redbubble. And you can order that, and it's shipped out to you pretty quickly. So I think we got that straight. So um, Chris Z sent in the camera stuff. Chris awesome. asked, asked about the patron stuff, and Aaron G sent in the sweatshirt. All right, picture. we got the who's who's on first and what's on second. Thing. <laughs> There'll be a quiz later. That is listener news and current events. There was a couple questions out on Facebook too. I think we want to cover before we hop into our topic. Jay, we do. Okay. <laughs> Did you I'm pumped this? for the, I'm pumped for the show stuff. All right, so well, no, let's well, do, let's let's do this. Let's 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 yeah. see what we got here. All right, how to use a spud bar if it's your first time? I'm slamming through the ice as I will. So okay, so I'll tell you what Brad, I Brandon T. Right, Brandon. Yeah, T. Yeah, Brandon T. So I'll tell you tell you what I do 
and your mileage may vary and no warranties expressed or implied and all liabilities assumed by yourself. <laughs> there. So you, what I do is I, I've got the spud bar in my right hand. And so I take a, you know, I kind of get on the ice, well, gently. And I take that and I reach out as far as I can at an angle kind of forward almost, a little bit angled forward. And I give it three good, if I can, three good thwacks. And so then I take a step to where I thwacked it. And then I take and I pound on it again forward. Now I'll walk on two if it goes through on the third because I'm giving it a lot of gusto. If it goes through, if it starts to leak on the second, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like three. Like if you hit hit it once and it goes through, I'm back and crawl up. crawl reverse, backwards, reverse. crawl crawl back to short mission. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think when we we were last year when it was thin, I remember we did three wax. But if you hit it hard on three wax, you would get some water trickling yeah. through that hole, yeah. right? You could jam through it. But we're talking like you're. I mean, you don't. You know, you're hitting it hard. So if you if you really haven't done much of that before, and and you go out there and and you you give it three good whacks, and you know you're in a couple at least three feet of water because I don't want you to run your auger into the ground. So let's say you're in three to five feet of water, so you're not over your head, right? Give it the wax you think, and drill a hole. See what you got, and 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 so train yourself to know. Okay, yeah, that's okay. I'm at three to four inches of ice, or right. holy crap, I need to either hit this harder or not. So <laughs> I mean, you can drill your way out and do that with a spud bar too. To, to if you're new, so you can kind of get used to how that works, because people have different weight spud bars or ice chisels, as Dave would point out. If you're more nervous about it, you may hit that thing harder than what you think. Then if you're like, yeah, it's probably fine. You're just kind of tapping out because yep. you're going through the motions. Make sure you got your ice picks. Make sure you, somebody knows where you're at. Maybe some rope with you. Have your safety gear. All Pro- that probably jazz. if it's early ice, you, I, I wouldn't go out by myself. Not I like might. That. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm just so, saying. So, you know, yeah. it's just depends on if you know if you're on a super ultra remote lake that you've never fished yeah. before. You know, because there's springs are a thing, too, if you're not familiar with a lake um, or where inlets are, outlets are, all that stuff factors in. So, and I geese, think too, geese, geese, gotta watch yeah. them dirty geese. They'll keep ice, you know, you'll be on a solid piece of ice and the geese kept something open, but it flash froze that. Now you got me down a rabbit hole here, but the flash froze the night before and it looks nice. And you could be at four inches of ice. And in another foot down there is just skim. Yep. Yeah. And so you got to be think about all that stuff. So, so Jay, I, I will say though, and, and I fully support your drilling the hole after you've used your your mm-hmm. ice chisel to go out there, but don't let your auger be. You know, you can't drill that many holes. The the nice thing about a spud bar and ice chisel is you're you're going as you walk, right? Like, I mean, you can't drill that many holes with your auger. So I think it's good no. to check to get a feel for it. But like, yeah. don't use your auger as your own. If if it's no. early ice, don't use your auger as your only test. No, don't do that. Yeah. Because you're, yeah, you don't want to do that. But I'm, I'm saying to try to get a sense of, yep. okay, I hit it this hard. How much ice does that give me? Yes. As you, cal- yep. it's calibration. You want to calibrate. I like it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Calibrate okay. your arm and your hitting speed to calibrate you your arm, your hitting speed, yep. all that stuff. That was a great question. So, uh, 
Tim, Tim, who is one of our top fans and also a patron here too, um, he asked the question about minnow heads or just pinch off the tails off. I mean, so I think it's like when do you use a minnow head, when do you use a full minnow, when do you use a, take the tail off. Um, I typically, st- well, why don't you go first? Because I prattled on about the, uh, the old <laughs> no. Um, I guess I do all three, depending on what people think. Um, I think we got some really good information last year, or maybe it was two years ago, I think, that I remember was to take the tails off if the fish are slow. That right? was Charlie Darmer gave us that. Yeah, it was Shout Charlie. Shout out to Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. So he, he gave us that. So, I mean, sometimes your minnow can get a little too rambunctious down there, right? It might be swimming away from your fish. So so that's when I think when you take the tails off, right? Uh, minnow heads, I think that's like, again, if the fish are really finicky, um, you know, you don't want a whole minnow on there because maybe they'll suck the minnow off of there, won't get the whole bait. Um, I would say I'd, I've used minnow heads less maybe than tails i don't know i mean i if i have live minnows i typically smack that thing on there and put it down the hole um but you know let me tell you what a bad combination is okay minnow heads and cheetos (laughs) (laughs) so don't eat them so if if you're fishing with just minnow heads don't also try to eat cheetos at this you know at the same juncture do those things two separate days what is hard is is <laughs> so when you go to Canada, Jay, you can't bring live bait. Right? I know you, you get those baggies of bait, and and don't <sighs> don't eat don't eat with your fingers after you've dug a you got you have salted you have your minnow hand and your snack hand, and you need to make sure you don't mix them up. That's my advice. So heads, tails, whatever, just yeah. have a minnow hand and a snack hand. I always, yeah, I think just like you, I try to start with a whole minnow. If I'm not getting any action, I downsize and, and see if see if it, it hmm. or if I'm getting a lot of short bites, you know, or yeah. you're getting stolen, getting stolen, then I'll go to a head. Yeah, I think that's when you, you adjust it is like when your bait's getting stolen. But I, I, I always start actually, with the easiest thing first. Yeah. I don't actually think walleye fishing i see that as much it's more like panfish or perch and stuff they get real Mm -hmm. finicky about that all right uh maybe one more question Ooh, this is like a whole episode i don't think we can talk about which one (laughs) what are some critical things you can do to increase your odds while on the ice okay i'm gonna hope and prayers hope and (laughs) prayers i i'm gonna answer this with a stupid obvious one you need to be on the ice yeah, I mean, we haven't got to be there out there. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> so so um, I don't know. Just get out there, and you know, that, that's what I would say. All yeah. Right. All right. So thanks everybody for your your uh, responses here um, and uh, on Facebook. So hard hard water freaks posted about their hard water freaks annual ice event. Oh, yeah. So that's coming up. So it's amazing how fast time flies on all that. It's so end of January. End of right? January. Um, they do it to benefit vet, a Veterans Association and the veterans. Um, and if you can go, head over to their Facebook page. It has all the information on there about that. Um, if you can go, it's a heck of a good time for what I, what I understand. I don't know. Maybe I should try to get out there this year, Jeff. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to commit to go because I feel like. I haven't ice fished yet. And I, I know it's hard to uh, 
hard to, to say that yet. So, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll make, maybe see if we can get a ticket and get out there. But uh, if awesome. you can, it's it is a lot of fun. It's a good a good energy, good energy. So, thanks for right. for throwing that out there. All right, so um, let's go ahead. I think we're we are. Oh, we're we're ahead of schedule. We're we're at thirty minutes, Jay. We're doing and good. And we are in our topic. Yesterday, last time it was forty minutes, and we hadn't talked our topic. Yet, I don't so. keep track. Well, I, I just don't. talk because I don't have to edit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, so St. Paul Ice Fishing Show, Jay. We were we were there together. It was great to see you, Jeff, in person. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't even know when the last time I saw you in person was. I don't know either. Probably um, Dave's in March, wasn't it? Last oh year. Gosh, is that really been that long? I didn't see you all summer, did I? Uh, probably not. I'm trying to think. Wow. What did I do this summer? I don't think I did. Gosh, crazy. Maybe. No. Yeah. Yeah, it was good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. Yep. We we had a good good morning and I don't know went to Casetas, which is always some good food. Oh yeah, yeah I could eat there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. All right, so um, like I mentioned at the beginning, you know we we said we went there instead of going fishing, which is I don't know if we actually would have gone fishing. It was no, it was kind maybe. of. It, it, you would have had to spur of the moment because we didn't know ice was good and you know all that kind of stuff. But it was good to see everybody. Like I said, we ran into Joe and Oli and uh, the original Oli. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> well, I that Oli's the Oli's older Oli is not the original Oli of that Oli crew. It'd be the, the <laughs> father's the Oli of the Oli Olis. All right, so we're gonna have to get some clarification <laughs> from either Oli or Oli or Oli. <laughs> Who's the OG Oli of that crowd? Who's the OG Oli? I mean, I don't know. I think I it's mean, I think it's I think it's the, the big D there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. So <laughs> we probably won't hear from Oli as we usually talk to him because I think he's a, he's a few episodes behind. He is, so we can talk about him all you want. He won't know about it till next year. I know. Year. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> the other Oli The other does Oli listen. Listen. he does listen. So we'll give so, a shout out to him. So he's, um, he's our he, favorite he, listener Oli at the moment. Yes, so so uh, maybe we'll get some clarification on this this week. So, all right, and you know we saw a bunch of other people too. Um, we actually ran into Ben from the Short Rod Show, right? Yeah, we did. So. Ben from the Short Rod Show, um, Brian from the Red Door Resort ran into yep. him. Uh, Corey, who's a listener, ran into yeah, him. Corey, yeah, so that was right. great. It's always good to see Corey. So that was cool. Um, let's see, who else did we run into? And you don't know Andy as well as. Probably I've talked to him. I've fished with him before, but Andy from Fish Daddy Lures. Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. We all kind of bought a few lures from him, so he's got those cool new, uh, cool new um, kind of LED spoons, which are are very similar to like the glow spoons that you can get from Northland or, or Lindy or those other ones, but it has the LED in it instead of the snap. So the glow sticks. See the glow sticks. Yeah, definitely brighter. So that, that I think those really interest me in a stained lake. I just think they're gonna mm-hmm. really show up quite a bit more than yep. um, than the glow stick ones. So it'll and they be had, interesting. And they had flashing and non-flashing, so like solid or non-solid. And they had different colors, like red and green and blue. I only got the right green too? ones. You know why? Okay. Why? Because the red light, you don't want the fish to stop. <laughs> they actually somebody makes a lure called the stop sign lure. Jr. Lures makes yeah, the stop they sign do, lure. don't they? They do. Yeah. yeah. Well, you want them to stop. And then bite, right? You, 
if, if green light means they're going to go. I want them to slam that thing and yeah, yeah. take it for take it to the moon. All right, so so I we, we jumped into the fish daddy thing a little bit, but um, so Jay, let's let's talk about what what it was your coolest stuff. Like what what were you like? Wow, I, I didn't expect to see that there. That's something new. I think from a wow moment, and this isn't really a something new moment, but I'm going to steal this from you. You talked about this last time, but I didn't see it. it was that yeah. fellow that did the decoys? Oh yeah, that was yes. so cool. And I, I think we took some pictures. Wallace decoys. Wallace, Wallace, de- Wallace decoys. Yep. So those were incredible works of art, absolutely incredible. And so, uh, you know, want to give him a shout out on those decoys. If if you want decoys for fishing, certainly, or to even a gift to an angler in your life. I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I just think those things are so cool. God, they were so- cool. They're and Jay the they are all super awesome, but I mean these are art. Like you, you I would put them in my office. I actually you wouldn't throw, you wouldn't put them down a hole and throw a spear at them. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, wouldn't either. I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, but they had that sunfish, mm-hmm. the sunfish. I mean it was so the colors on it were awesome, and I mean it doesn't look like a real sunfish. It 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 it, it looks similar to a real sunfish, but it, it's just really awesome looking i mean but in the age of like plastic printed and 3d printing and hydro dipping and and all the other various thing computerized ways to make things the fact that these things are hand painted you know and airbrush painted is just really phenomenal well and, and i did watch the video i don't know if i talked as much about this last time but um there's a couple of videos and one of them was from uh the uh not homeward bound what is the Oh my gosh. Isn't that uh, a Ron dog? Sh- like a dog loses its way and comes home. <laughs> yeah, not that one. Not that one. So so Ron Sher in Minnesota, Ron Shera has this 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 show. Um oh, I'm blanking on it right now. It's not called Homeward Bound. It's anyways, it's it's a local kind of show about outdoor stuff. And he was featured on there and they showed how he did I mean, he literally starts with like a block of wood mm-hmm. and then route, you know miter you know makes it into that out of a fish shape and paints it with like airbrush and stuff i mean none of it's none of it's done with like you know any kind of machine i mean yeah so it's really cool yeah all right um as you can tell i like them i really wanted one but i had to watch my budget this time but maybe for christmas put it in a christmas list right so cool all right well i think you know for me I'm going to go with something just kind of off the wall here. That um, is off the wall. I see what you just highlighted on the show. <laughs> so, so I had never seen anything like this. And I think every resort should get one and they should put them on an app. And then we never have to hear about how thick the ice is. Oh, again. you still would though. You don't think they'd trust them anyway. So, so this thing's called <laughs> the ice spy. Um, it's by winter recreation tech. So, this is, um, I don't know, like they said anybody could buy them, but really it looked like something that you would, like a resort or you'd have to be on the lake or something. He said that um, some of their customers were remote Canadian flying fishing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but what this thing does is it's, I don't know, it's probably what, five feet tall? Four it's feet a righteous tall? buoy is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's a buoy, right? And, and so you chuck this buoy in the lake and it has some sensors on the bottom 
and it's meant to freeze into the lake. And it's like an IoT, Internet of Things, um, thing. And what it does is it kind of like phones home. So as the ice freezes and gets thicker, once a day it like sends a message out via cellular or satellite and says, today the ice is one inch thick, right? And it just, as the ice gets thicker, it just reports that back. And so then, you know, you could check a website and see how thick the ice is. It it was pretty cool. That's crazy. I know. So it, it was pretty substantial. I mean, it, it did not look cheap. I did not ask how much it was, but it did not look like something you would just be like, ah, we'll go pick one of those up, right? Like it, it looked commercial, but but they said people had bought them. And, and the, the one example he gave us, right, was um, for remote Canadian fly and fishing. They said some of these guys will, you know, they don't want to fly there until they know there's enough ice so they can put this out in the lake and then it'll, it'll tell come. them what, and then they can go, okay, it's worth me to fly there to go fishing, right? So um, it was cool. I mean, not not mainstream by any means, but it was it was very interesting. Um, so probably my favorite thing that was more mainstream, and we've talked about this a bunch, but I, I really, really want one, and I kind of like these are those, that Eskimo Outbreak 650 XD, basically a hub shack where they, you don't have to form yourself into a triangle to get into it. I know. And those have been out for a couple of years now. It's the first time I've seen one in person, though. Yeah. And, and you know, we were there with, with your brother, right? Your brother just has the best way of putting things, and he's the one who was like, well, you know, I know the door is triangle shaped, but I'm not triangle shaped. So, <laughs> yep, so yep. <laughs> I just, I just love how he said that. He's like, yes, you have to fold yourself into a triangle to get into the door. So, I, I he just, he just has that great way of explaining things. So, anyways, yeah, uh, it's, it's cute for a while, but after a while, it gets tiresome. <laughs> <laughs> He's not my younger brother, so I think it's cool. But I understand how that might not be as cool for you. So, Jay, I know you, you picked up something kind of interesting and new um, for your auger, right? I did. So I bought an adapter for my auger. So it was funny because we were talking about um, when we talked about the shack and then we were talking about, you know, when you put the uh, the ice anchors in, right, and how that can be kind of a pain. And when I, so I'm using a drill set up on a um, pistol bit auger. So you got a pistol bit auger. Pistol bit auger and a drill. And so drill. then I'm like, it'd be nice. You know, you got the drill, so then you can put your anchors in. But then you have to loosen your auger to put your anchors in. And then, you know, it's hard to get, sometimes that stuff, it's hard to get tight in the way you want. And it's just kind of this hassle. So we were wandering around, and the the uh, tip-up guy, the guys that make the blue, the, blue, the blue tips, they sold this. I'm trying to, while I'm describing it, Jeff, if you can figure out the name of this outfit for me. Um, so it's the guys that make the blue tips and that what this is, is an adapter that goes in your drill. So it's got a nice big end on it. So it chucks into the drill real nice. And then it has a quick connect that you, and that you put on your auger. So now your auger has a quick connect to the drill versus tightening and loosening the chuck. Now the other advantage is then what they made was a ice anchor that you quick you can quick connect your your pistol bit or your other they have adapters for all the different lightweight augers you can you disconnect that quick connect and the ice anchor goes right into that chuck end and it can drill it right into the ice 
and they were i really like how they figured that out they made it so it it goes into that shaft but it doesn't you don't have to it doesn't work on the quick connect end so in other words you don't have to reach down and disconnect it from the auger the the bit and the other thing they did that was really smart is they built in a t-handle to it so if your battery does die or you have some other malfunction you can simply twist them out by hand if you need to or if you forget your drill at home i suppose you could twist them in by hand if you needed to sure so i, th I thought it was real really well thought out on how they put those together i did not buy the ice anchors i'm regretting that i should have bought at least a couple um but i didn't because i don't Jason. own a, i don't own a hub so it, the name of the company is deep freeze deep freeze that, there you go deep freeze and they make the blue tips so um so now that we've said blue tips can you please explain what a blue tip is oh i can i should explain that so because not everybody would know that, right? Uh, no, so a I mean, blue tip is a Bluetooth transmitter that goes on. You attach it to the flag of your tip-up or your trap, as we learned they're called out east by a number of people in the northeast. And so when the flag goes up, that sends an alarm to, to your phone. You put an app on your phone, and it sends an alarm to your phone. So it has a, light, a flashing light as well on it. When it goes up, it'll flash and it sends an alert to your phone. So if you're in your shack and you get a tip up outside, instead of just keeping peeking out the window 99 times an hour, you can let that go to your phone and it will alert you that you have a fish on. And in some ways, it's probably, you know, I'm going to say like better for the fish. I mean, if you. You know, I mean, if, if you don't see your tip up go and that fish runs for a while, this like alerts you right away. So you yeah. can get out there and, and take care of the fish and not let it kind of hang out there for too long. Um, and, and the other nice thing is, you know, you can put a cool song on there, like, you know, Jeff Outfish Jason, that song. Yeah, like some sort of fictional stuff. You can put that <laughs> on there. Some sort of phrase that doesn't happen. Uh. <laughs> but but it's an app on your phone and you can make it make whatever you want because we saw that at the booth but yeah yeah, yeah so it, it's pretty cool so they got me they got me there that was probably uh um the most the place i spent the most at to be honest i didn't buy a lot of stuff but but that was that was something i had been looking at online for a while and it just they were there and they had them and actually i think i bought the last pistol bit one they had on their rack so yeah and, and it's on their website too they have it out there so um you can you can get them on their website. Well, those so we'll those blue tips, those things were out of stock forever. Yeah, it looks like you can get them on the website. They must have got a bunch made and back in stock, so that's good. But they do go fast. I mean, they like I said, they were out for a long time. So it says blue tips are back in stock. Supply will be low for the twenty one twenty two season. Get them while they're hot. But you can choose an option, and you can order like ten of them. I don't know if you can actually order ten of them, but it seems. Yeah, like they're not, and they're not. I wouldn't say they're cheap. What were they? They were not cheap. Let's just, I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, this is bulk blue tips. Oh, you can just buy bulk blue tips. Well, I suppose um, yeah. if, you're, if you're a store. Yeah, this is uh, $45 for one or $80 for yep. two. That was what they so. had going on at the show too. So Cool. So blue tips and then also that chuck thing. So I think if you have a hub, that's really nice because you could, if you had a drill, you could, you know, drill your hub shack in and drill your hole and you don't mm -hmm. have to futz 
Cool. Did you buy anything else at the show, Jay, or was that, that... The other thing I picked up, and I was going to talk about these a little bit, these P3 plastics. It's a, yep. a little... Pla- so I'm going to try some plastics more this year on panfish. That's something I want to try. I, I want to do a little different. And so I talked to this fellow, and his name is escaping me at the moment. Um, I might try to get him on the show. Made out of okay. Winona, Winona, Minnesota. Here, oh. a guy makes them. Uh, him and a, a couple of him, uh, him and some friends. And, you know, I was talking to him a little bit. I'm like, well, tell me, how, you know, who are you the owner? He's like, yeah, I'm the owner. And he had a nice display set up and all these different plastics and stuff. And I'm like, well, how did all this start? And, you know, it started like a lot of good ideas do is on the back of a napkin, drinking some beers, talking about ice fishing. So might be a good good guy to have on the show, a good group of people to have on the show sometime. But first, I'm going to see if they work. Of course, it might not be them that's the problem, but we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame the plastics for jason's fishing <laughs> i know right but uh kind of neat you know kind of a neat neat story so i want to see how it works i kind of i picked up a couple things like you i didn't buy a lot of stuff and i had a repeat i had a repeat so you did i know so i bought these a couple years ago they are micro stop or smart stop micro it is a bobber stop and I, I have a problem with bobber stops we've talked about bobber stops a couple times and you know most of the bobber stops i get um you know for we, usually when i'm fishing with a bobber on ice fishing what i will have is my usual setup is a red hook i always use a red hook mm-hmm. um i don't really have a brand i buy just something decent and um i will usually sharpen that red hook with my sharpener even if it's sharpened, Jason won't agree with me on that one. But And I will put a weight, like a split shot on there, typically. Although I might be using a swivel or something different this year. And then um, I use those foam foam bobbers, right? The That you cut off to be certain. The height. yellow um, ones, yellow and red ones? Yep, yellow, red foam bobbers. Um, I don't even know what they're actually called. Other than yellow and red foam bobbers, and I know I was at Cabela's this year, and they actually didn't have them. Clam ice bobber or ice buster—they're called clam ice buster. Oh yeah, yeah, I knew that. So that's what they are, and that's usually what I use. Um, and you use a bobber stop, right? And you put the bobber stop on there to make the clam ice buster stop going up. And this ice buster bobber, you kind of just put it on the line. You can take it off. You know, you can kind of take it on and off. It's kind of a I don't know if I call it snap on, but like a, it's not like a summer slip bobber where you put the line through the bobber. It's just like a, mm-hmm. you just slam it on there. So I'll put a picture out there, but um, it's just a little plastic clip that you put on there. But the bobber stop is what makes it set the depth, right? And so mm-hmm. if you're at 10 feet or whatever, you just set the depth and, and go from there. But sometimes the ones that I find are often too thick, like the, the bobber stop string, because it's made out of string, is too thick. And you can find some finer ones, but it's kind of hard. So, but these bobber stops are something totally different, actually. Um, they like clip on to your line. It's like a little tiny piece of plastic, and you just put it on your line, and then you don't even notice that there's no string or anything. And some of the challenges I had in the past with these, because I really liked them except for two things. One, they were really hard to put on, right? And so, what the guy turned me on to was this very special pair of players which don't seem that special but they're Mm -hmm. a pair of players so they're red and black and just a tiny little pair of players but they're flat on the end and so you can you put your line 
in the thing and you squish them with these players and then the bobber stop slides up and down pretty easy stays where it needs to and um, you don't have to fight all that string and stuff so I'm gonna give them a try again smart stop micro right yeah so you because you're where this is a podcast you can't see my face but <laughs> I I'm still pretty skeptical some people are really happy about that Jay of uh, uh, yeah, well, that's why we even exist, because <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know, you, you can see my face on our podcast page, and 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 also we have face, on our we have Facebook. faces made for po- we have but, faces made but for. But what I would tell you is that is a heavily altered and airbrushed photo, just to get me acceptable, even to be on that type of medium. Medium, so <laughs> it's dicey. Oh my gosh. I wish you all the best with those. I looking forward I to your report. I know I've used them before and they were fidgety, right? Like it was hard to get on. I would not recommend trying to do this out in 30 below or anything, but I'm gonna try them again and get them rigged up and we'll see. The the other problem I had was occasionally they would catch the line, but I was told that I wasn't putting them on right, so I'm gonna give it a shot. I okay. like the idea of them. Um, they also came with bobbers that kind of clip on that aren't those ice buster ones, but I usually use the ice buster ones. All right. So the other thing that I got, I, I guess that was really it. Um, oh, we got the zipper pull, Jay. We both bought the zipper oh, pull. Oh, we did. Yeah, that guy, he got me there. As seen on Shark Tank. As seen on Shark Tank. Line cutters with a Z. Because that's cooler. <laughs> uh, so... Basically, you know, we've all been there where you need to cut your line and you bite it with your teeth or you, I don't know, I guess maybe you have a tweezers or you have a scissors or something, but um, it gets especially hard. Some of that uh, braid, I mm-hmm. mean, it's tough stuff and, and it gets pretty hard to cut. If you, I have like, usually I use tweezers, like those kind of clam little tweezer things and they work good for mono and floral and that kind of stuff. But But if you get braid, even thinner braid, it doesn't like to cut it very well. Um, so these are, it's, it's like a safe thing. It's just, you put your line in there and it cuts any kind of line. And they said that, you know, they use it for shark fishing and stuff. Right. So, I mean, it'll cut anything you want, but it's safe and works. So we both got one. Yeah. I, it'll, if I can keep track of it, that'll be probably the, the biggest miracle. But, um, I tell you what it, where I never used to worry about this. I would just, I have a tooth that works pretty good for cutting line. And um, but the trouble is, with you get to that real thin bra or the thin mono, it squishes it, and then you can't get through the stinking jig. You've got the tiny little tungsten jig, and your tiny, yeah, your two your two pound test line, and you bite it, which bites easy, but then it makes it flat, and it won't go. Yeah, through the it hole. won't go through the jig. So that's really the, you know. Otherwise, I just chew my way through it. But I'm, it's it an infomercial work. moment. It's an infomercial I'm moment. Just, well, we'll You're see. Like, we'll see how it works. I, well, it can't get the line through the the eyelet and then you'll be like but line cutters will do it um but yeah we both bought one they had some other ones we we both got the zipper pull but they had ones that would like wrap around your finger or mount to your rod or mount to your boat or your anything i guess but Mm -hmm. right they had a couple different options so yeah so that's what we got um that's all i really got i guess i i like seeing lots of the gadgets i think um, lots of the homemade stuff is pretty cool. Very cool. Anything else you wanted to cover about the show, Jay, that we missed? Um, you Oakum know, I reels. Just, we didn't talk about the Oakum or Occam. Yeah, Oakum. those are pretty cool. 
the bait feeders. The bait feeding. Yeah, why don't you take that? Tell us about that. So they've been out for a couple of years, and mm-hmm. I think Oli, not the OG Oli, but like just Oli. Well, he's our OG Oli. <laughs> he's our OG Oli. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> um, he does exist. In case anybody's wondering. Uh, so he bought one of these this year, but basically it's for like a dead stick or um, I guess a bobber setup. The line will come out of it. You can set a setting. So it has some tension, but like if you got a fish, the line would come out of it like with a drag. Instead of like leaving your bail open, you can just kind of let the line go back out. And so without with a lot of tension against the fish. So like with a dead stick, you know, it'll bite it and it'll just start taking a line. Yeah, and it leaves that anterior verse on. So it's, you, sometimes you can do that. You can flip the anterior verse off. But yeah. then if you get a, a big runner or something, it'll make a big mess. It's always yeah, a it has idea. it has a little tension on it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not like your spool is open, but it's very little where the fish would just take it and go. Yep. Um, I suppose if your fish is like super picky, it might drop it. But you know, they would have dropped your other rod that wasn't a bait feeder way before that. So. Let's see what else. You know, the other thing I would say is what was cool, what always has been cool about the ice show is it, it's just got such good energy. You know, the other thing about the ice show is a lot of these guys that people are watching on YouTube and they're they're watching them on, on the shows are there. They're repping products. You can walk up. In fact, okay, I got to tell you that. That's sort of like the otter. I'm standing there at the otter and you're like, yeah. hey, the guy next to you is the guy that told us about the snap swivel and the little brad hawthorne brad hawthorne i'm standing right next to brad yeah. talking to him i don't know yeah. and he's just like hey you got any questions like he, he yeah, like, no, wasn't I'm like good. yeah yeah <laughs> totally like, i should know who you are it just you know i it just uh catches you off guard a little bit because you know you watch them on tv and and all this other stuff and now they're just there you know how you doing yeah. oh it's yep. pretty busy hey, guys keep busy yeah you know it's just all yep. relayed back so it's a lot of fun a lot it of is. fun all right, so our legend, and this is um, this isn't probably your typical. I'm gonna do the legend tonight. It's not yeah. a typical legend, but it's more of just uh, uh, it just cracked me up, and it'll probably crack me up for a long a long period of time to come. So uh, we we went up to the St. Paul area there to go to the ice show, and I've got my kid with me, and uh, I I tell her I say, hey, you want to go to the ice fishing show with me? She's like, well, what's that? I'm like. Do you ever listen to my podcast? And of course, you know, no. I get yeah. the eye roll or what's that? You know, that kind of yep. comment. And uh, and so I'm like, I got to find the comment, Jeff. I got to okay. scroll through my, oh, here we go. Okay. So I'm like, hey, you need, I wrote it down because I didn't want to lose it. Were so you texting like, back and forth? This is a text conversation with you? No, child? this is in person. So okay, she okay. looks at me. I'm like, hey, do you want to go to the ice show? And and she looks at me and just dead in the eyes and just with a kind of a glazed look on her face and goes, "No, Dad, it's just a middle a- bunch of middle aged men walking around going, that'll do the trick." <laughs> <laughs> it really kind of hurt. I mean, it's accurate. It's accurate. It's yeah. accurate. Truth in fact, I per- I heard. People say that at the show. You know? that'll oh, that'll work. do the trick. That'll do the trick. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you know, it's not a traditional legend, but it, it sure made me laugh, and and I hope it makes you guys laugh, gals laugh too. But that 
Yeah, I would say that. That was probably... There was a lot of that going on at the show. <laughs> yep, for but, sure. All right. Well, I sure hope that we get some ice soon where I'm at, but I'm not hopeful. Um, I might have to do some driving. So, I am planning on being on ice this weekend. All right. The forecast tonight is single digits, digits to below zero. That's good. So, um, the the red door, James at the red door was optimistic that we would be able to walk out this weekend. Yeah, Brian was less optimistic. But Brian we'll was we'll less see. optimistic. <laughs> we'll yes, who's right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> although, although I, it was good to see James, and he he has helped me out many a pickle or uh, out of the red door. So if I screw something up, <laughs> that's awesome. So. Tight lines. Cheers. Five. You've been listening to the Hard Water Fishing Show with Jeff and Jason. Say goodbye. One of the most unique podcasts on the planet where we talk about tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Till then, signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.